The Odd Father Podcast with Chris Matthews and Pete Court. Hi, this guy here is Chris. He used to be a research scientist in the field of molecular biology until, he reckons, God told him he wanted him to look after a suburban church. And this is Pete, who used to be in commercial media until he became a novelist and started teaching people how to be highly creative. One thing we have in common, we've both met God. Yep, and we love people, but we really love God and we love being his children. But we both find being God's kids can be baffling. So... That's why we got together, not to find the answers, but to try and find the right questions. G'day, Pete. Hello, and lovely to be with you again to pose some questions. How's your brain? You feeling good? I'm sort of, it's churning, let me tell you. Excellent, excellent. Are you finding, I don't know, since we started doing this, we've got 20 podcasts into this now. Everywhere I look, I find things that, oh, that was from when we were talking about that one. Oh, I must, we must throw this one in there. Do you you get that? Yes, it's it's like you wonder whether you're going to run out of material, but the more you do it, the more yeah. you realise that there's an infinite supply. Isn't that, that, that's that weird thing about, you know, you're never going to know mm. everything about God. And yet so many people go, I know everything. It's really weird. But um, I ran into one. Um, I've been doing some research uh, for a course I'm teaching. And I picked up the book called Surrender by Bono, ah. which uh, has just come out. Um, and it's a great book. He writes really, really well. He writes like you're just having a conversation with him and it's just scattered all over the place. It's, it's a really good read. But um, there was one bit that I wanted to throw out you, a brilliant quote from him. Um, he was speaking of your, the, the troubles in Ireland, and, you know, which is where he and the guys were brought up. Relevant to him, yes. Yeah, very much so. And their first song, Sunday Bloody Sunday, was about that, mm. a lot of their stuff. The first album was called, well, second, third album was called War. Mm. Um, and so a lot of their life of the band... Um, was based in that that crisis that that just went on forever and ever in Ireland, and he um, he wrote this in in the book In Surrender on page 164. If you're looking for it, those referencing at home, he says um, talking about the troubles in Ireland, Christianity because it was the Protestants and the Catholics. By yeah. the way, for those of you who are mm. new players, Protestants and the Catholics fighting and struggling and constantly. Christianity seemed to have become the enemy of the radical Jesus of Nazareth. Was there any evidence Jesus even wanted a church? And I went, whoa. Ah, that. So what, what did Jesus expect his church to be like? Did he want a church? Oh, that's... It's a very interesting question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, I think... While he was here, no. Mm. Mm. And I think that throughout the Gospels, there is certainly evidence for him setting up the idea of something uh, called the Ecclesia, uh, oh. the set-apart people, mm-hmm. uh, after he had returned to heaven. Mm. But, and this is only my opinion, I'm pretty sure he didn't want it to look like the way it does today. Yeah. Yeah, um, I can see it. And yeah. you see, like the church in Acts, this is what a lot of people sort of refer to. They go back to saying, oh, you know, when Jesus, when Jesus first left, the church in Acts was people meeting in homes and home churches mm. and getting, and all the believers were of one heart and all that sort of stuff and selling everything and giving it to the poor and helping everyone. That's the example of church that I think the Bible posits. Yes. Um, 
and ch- but and I guess we come back to the def- what is church definition of church. What what would you say? Would Jesus would say church is a collection of people who are following me? Yeah. Now that's okay. very, and, okay. that, and that's very simple because me yeah, being Jesus, folks, not yes, Chris. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, don't fall into that trap. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know that the, just the idea of following Jesus mm. um, has so many layers to it. Yeah. That. It's it's a very simple concept, but a very uh, deep life. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think I think we as modern Christians run to the I think the same problem that generations of Christians who have read the Bible and especially read the Book of Acts. Yeah. Because I've heard that there've been several revivals and and, and uh, sort of church ideas that. Mm basically say we need to go back to the church in the book of Acts. Yeah. And I have a, a, a bit of a problem with that. This is the house church tradition. I know China has been very big on that. Yeah. And, and countries where you're not allowed to have churches, then the house church is is it. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think... What, what, so what, what's, what's your problem? What, what's wrong with that? I think we, we commonly, and this may just be me, mm-hmm. um, we fall into the trap of looking at the actions of the people uh, in the book of Acts and not the heart behind them. Right. Because right. We, we, our society is quite different. Mm. Uh, people look at it and say, well, look at you know, big churches. Yeah. Um, we shouldn't have big churches. They should, we should just stick with house groups mm. and things like this. Um, now, what we should be doing is making sure that we have community in small uh, groups or, or yeah. small numbers as well <clears throat> yeah. as community in large numbers yeah. but we don't have to follow how they did it in the book of acts exactly the same doesn't exactly the same yeah, yeah, yeah. but i think the principle is very important yeah. to maintain that but the house church thing and you're right and, and churches i know every church i've been to they have their home groups and their connect groups or their whatever they're called groups and that is a way of the church providing a human personal connection between individuals which are, yep. which a church uh, like the the organization of church that we have today can't provide it's too easy to go into a church on a sunday morning and sit up the back and then disappear yep and i think most of us at some stage in our lives will do that because we need to be invisible you know but and you know what i yeah. mean yeah everyone yeah. needs to be invisible but still be in connection with church a yes. little bit so but that human personal i need someone and or i love being with people thing is really really important the other thing about as you're saying the the not little church the big church is that and as we see now with um hillsong a big church becomes a target yes and a target for all sorts of things and whether hillsong put it out there it's all over the telly whether they've done anything wrong they've got to deal with that but they also do a lot right yes and that's that's so the bigger you are the more things are going to go wrong the bigger you are the more things you can do right and i think yeah you're right the organization is is a bit of a an issue in that yeah. regard. So, um, and I and I think because I think the I wouldn't make a bet on which decades they were, but the nineties and the two thousands mm. were the decades of the megachurch. The megachurch, yeah. And yeah. and I think this is a bit. They became popular because the, there was a, an inrush of people, and in some ways there was a need for them. But that mm. need, I think, since has changed, and without you know people having to sort of protest or raise flags or, or whatever they're doing, the, the megachurch idea has slowly started to change. Mm. And this idea again of 
connectivity in smaller groups yeah. or having you know church organizations which divide themselves into smaller groups rather than trying to pile themselves into one large group mm. um, has uh, taken root again yeah. and yeah, I think yeah. this is a natural progression yeah. depending on what the society at large sees as positive and the church community at large sees as positive. Uh, there's, there's this tension, I think, because you know, the part of the message is the gospel is to introduce people who don't know Jesus yep. to the, the, the lordship and, and the love of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can't do that if we're totally out of touch with today's society. Yeah. And so I think there is a, a reflection in in both church community needs and wider community needs that uh, there's a natural ebb and flow that you don't actually have Mm. to necessarily push for a particular Mm. type of church. It it tends Mm. to gravitate to what is working. I think there's probably a whole bunch of research you could do into that that ebb and flow and why the mega church thing happened at a time when it did culturally and Mm. people were looking for something that they could cling to that was bigger than themselves and... God was it, but I don't know God yet, so I'll cling to this church that looks like it might, you know, that sort of, all of that sort of stuff. But as you're talking, I think there's a really interesting metaphor that I think might help, and, and it's football. Um, <laughs> there's football clubs, like, you know, there's the AFL, there's yep. the NFL in America, there's, you know, all these soccer clubs, yep. in, in, you know, that, that, big, huge clubs, multi, multi-million dollar, multi, sometimes billion dollar yep. organizations that get the very best and they train them and everybody wants to support them and they have all these fans and these supporters and blah, 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 blah. So there's these big things and they're going, hey, and people go to the football and the football team wins and everyone supports the football team even if they lose, you know, that sort of thing. But across the country and across the globe, in every country, in every, in fact, in every town, there are people playing the same sport in little places together yes. for the love of the sport. So if you go to any, you know, backwards una whoop whoop, they've got their football team playing yes. exactly the same sport that, you know, Collingwood are playing at the MCG or, you know, yeah. that, that Arsenal are playing at, at, at Wembley, you know. They're playing the same sport. It's the same people playing the same thing, but it's played differently, yeah. but it's the same game. And I think this idea that, that what Bono's pointing at is that what was the difference? Did Jesus want a church? I think Jesus wanted everybody to go out and have a run around on the pitch. Jesus wanted everyone to be running around. Yes. Whether they in, were playing for you know, Arsenal or Buttcracker in a whoop whoop football yep. club. The Wolverhampton Wanderers. <laughs> My father's team. Oh, okay. Oh, does he play for them? <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, but but it doesn't like. And this comes yeah. back to your point. What is the what is the heart? What is the reason that you are with that bunch of people? Mm. Um, is it for the love of the game in the football context, or is it for knowing, getting to know, mm. getting to meet God and hang with Him? Yeah, because uh, I mean. That's the sort of sport they call grassroots yeah, sport. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I think in some ways, yeah, we're looking uh, for grassroots church. Yeah. And I, and I think that's, that's where, that, that's the, the sort of idea I think that Jesus would have really liked. So that, you reckon Jesus was, would, have, would be happy or Jesus would have looked like? Or if, if Jesus was here today, what would Jesus church? You know, would, would he, do you think he'd be interested in the grassroots church? Definitely. Yeah. Now, I don't think he would mind whether his grassroots... Because, you know, he, he had grassroots 
people coming yeah. to him. 5,000. Yeah. Now, if that's not a mega church, yeah. I don't know what <laughs> is. That's but a lot he, of grassroots. Yeah, but he kept it. Yeah. Grassroots. He, he, didn't, yeah. he didn't start a, uh, a feeding program. Uh, and start, you Actually, know, I think he did. Yeah, but not quite Only in the way. Yeah. Or twice, depending on which way you read it. Yeah. But he got the people in the church to do he it. He got the people, yeah. Okay, he he, yes, didn't, he yes. didn't start a commercial enterprise no, to, to no. feed the hungry, as it no. were. He, got, he mobilized people. Yeah. And I think this is what grassroots church does. It mobilizes mm. people. And a grassroots church can be 50 people or it can be 5,000 people. Mm. And I think it's, it's the heart behind it. Yeah. Wow. The trouble yeah. is with mega churches is it, is it, is it develops stardom. Yeah. And yeah. I think, and they're usually shooting stars. <laughs> <laughs> they come back to earth in okay. a fiery blaze like of that. glory. So, so it's, um, not, it's not the size of the church. And, and this, is, this, I guess, comes, again, comes back to that question that, that Bono asked in the book, you know, what Jesus wanted was a grassroots church, no matter what size it was. The size didn't hmm. matter. And what you called it didn't matter. As long as it was grassroots, as long as it was going for the basic, this is the reason. Yeah, and and it could. I mean, the the other reason, getting back to the original question, I I don't like people saying we need to get back to the Acts Church. Is that yep. I believe churches evolve, and so that was two thousand years ago. And if the church hasn't evolved from what was happening in the Book of Acts, I think Jesus would be very disappointed. So Bono's thrown the question at us, was there any evidence that Jesus wanted a church? We reckon that Jesus was pretty keen on getting people together and, and learning. What should I be looking for, not in a church, but what should I be looking for when I hang out with Christians? What should I be looking for when I go to a gathering or a meeting of a bunch of folk who believe the same stuff I do? Lots of little things, I think. Hmm. Um, I think you know, we're in, we're in an age where people look for the, you know, they go and they want the one thing. Yeah. You know, it's got to be a church that gives me this. And I think that's an unreal expectation. It needs to be a place where there's a, several different dynamics working and not all of them necessary in the, necessarily in the same direction. Right. People often say to me, I, I want a church where I'm comfortable. Right. And... I don't often say this out loud, but my thought is, well, don't come here then. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that's a very good question. Part yeah. of my job is to make people feel uncomfortable, yeah. but in a safe environment. Yeah. And so I think church is a lot more subtle than people give it credit for. Yeah. Um, and the reason for it, and, and I guess the, the impetus behind it, is because it's full of different people. Mm. And we're called not to interact just with one or two of them, but as many as we can... <laughs> as we can actually grapple with to yeah. some degree because yeah. we're not the, just there to get stuff. We're there to actually give stuff as well. We're there to help people as well as be helped. We're there to provide comfort yeah. and love as well as receive comfort and love. And I think if if you're looking for just the one thing when it comes to church, you're going to miss out on a whole lot of other things. I would go there. even further and throw down this challenge to people who are going to a church and looking for a group of people to hang out with. If you go in there with the question, with the, with the mindset, I'm looking for a church that gives me this, I think you're going in with the wrong question. Oh, you're okay. going in to get something for yourself. And I think if you're going church to get something for yourself, you need to seriously question what you're doing. And as I say that, I think I probably do that a bit too. Oops. But then, you know, it's, it's okay, I think, 
to ha- to to feel that you need something as mm. long as it's because you feel inadequate to give something. Yeah. And I think if you're feeding yourself so that you can feed others yeah. or that so that you can do something you believe God is calling you to do but you feel inadequate yeah. uh, I think that's okay. Yeah. But yeah, if you're just there because you feel that you're entitled to be given something then I agree completely. Yeah. I think that's the wrong attitude. So I guess the question is is can we look at can we think about yeah on you know this sunday whenever you're hanging out at church or with church type people what what did jesus want for this gathering i think that would be a really interesting question i think so i mean the first thing off the top of my head he'd want them to get on so what do you reckon We'd love to hear what your questions might be and what sort of answers you came up with. So you can email us, podcast at theoddfather.net, or you can jump onto the web, theoddfather.net, and check all the socials there, and we'll talk to you then. Thanks for your time, and keep asking those questions.